Hello. Yeah, that's working. Right. Thank you very much. I'm Jim, and this is On the Left Side, the Funny Football Show. One last thing. Are you realistic about your situation? Do you fear about your situation here at Arsenal, your job? I am analyzing the, the match. I'm thinking the, the match. What does Father Christmas and a Premier League football chairman have in common? They both reach for the sack around December time. <coughs> sack or sacking because Santa's got a sack and if stuff goes tits up come December, then managers tend to get sacked as well. Fine. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that everyone seems to be getting handed their P45s right now. First it was Pochettino, then it was Emery, and then, because they didn't want to be left out, after all it's the club's speciality, Watford sacked their manager too, as housewife's favourite Chico Flores ended up at the job centre this week. It's hard to be shocked at the sacking of Flores by Watford. The Hornets have burnt through an impressive 11 managers in the last seven years. That's if you choose to count both of Florence's effort in charge as two separate appointments. In other words, they have about as firm a grasp on their managerial appointments as Katie Price has on her finances. The BBC reported the news this week with an article across the front page of their sports website that read Flores, where did it all go wrong at Watford? An article which I assumed, once you opened it, consisted of five words that just read when he signed the contract. With any other club, you could be forgiven for assuming that the Spaniards' 10-game spell in charge at Hertfordshire was some kind of club record, but come on, this is Watford. That particular honour goes to Oscar Garcia, who managed just 27 days and four games in yellow and red. That's under a month. Maybe it's time for the Pozzo family to give him another go. After all, they seem to have tried everyone else. I'm sure that Watford fans will be delighted to hear that amongst the favourites to replace Flores is Watford stalwart Troy Deeney, who will become a player manager. A man who believed he was able to play international football for Northern Ireland, despite not actually having any Northern Irish heritage. Sounds like he's the ideal choice to be the brains of the operation, doesn't it? As I said though, this is part of the club's DNA. Watford sack managers, just as Manchester United find ridiculous partnerships for anything they can flog and Arsenal finish fourth. It's just what they do. Although Arsenal's distance from that much-coveted fourth spot has been rocking the boat in North London too, and Arsenal fans have not been happy with how things have been going. Not that Arsenal fans are ever really happy with anything. I don't care, fam. But this week, the angry shouting from the fans and complete shambles in the dressing room just became too much for Unai Embry, and he was sacked by the Arsenal bigwigs. The news was pretty much universally greeted with a rare moment of positivity from the Gunners faithful, who seemed to think it was 100% the right call. Which brings us to the most disingenuous tweet of the week. Disingenuous tweet of the week. <coughs> Did, well, there's no, no, no little fanfare, anything like that? What? No big voiceover? Did you want one? Hang on. Absolutely nothing. Um, all right. Uh... Right. Anyway, the most disingenuous Tweet of the Week award goes to Arsenal Fan TV, or AFTV as they're now known after the club forced them to change their name through fear of being associated in any way. Here's what they tweeted. All the best in your next role, Unai. 
We appreciate all your efforts. You fucking what? Let's just hear a little bit of the guys from AFTV appreciating Emery's efforts at the club, shall we? This was collated by Kevin Gower on Twitter. It's time to go! I don't want to see him in charge for Arsenal anymore. I heard you watch Arsenal fan TV, yeah? Fuck yourself, lad. Foolish. Absolutely foolish. He ain't got no idea. He's not good enough. I told you now. Done. Finished. Goodbye. Yep, I bet he really feels appreciated now. Do Clintons do any cards that say, thanks for everything on the front, and then go fuck yourself blood inside? Former Gunners hero Freddie Lundberg has the dubious honour of taking over for the time being, although it doesn't sound like he's the man for the long term. Or that the ball would even expect very much from him. Even the official announcement from the club had a foreboding tone, as it announced that Lundberg will take responsibility for the first team as interim head coach. I mean, it's very rare that people take responsibility for good things, is it? When was the last time you saw a politician stood outside the gates of his house in front of the press next to his brave-faced wife and take full responsibility for his totally monogamous relationship and legitimate expense claims? It doesn't happen. Long term, it would seem that the current favourite is out-of-work Italian manager Max Allegri, which I think is a great shout, purely because I think if there's a Max Allegri, there must also be a mini Allegri, who I assume would be appointed as assistant manager in some kind of Dr. Evil and mini-me type scenario. Failing that, how about Ian Wright, an Arsenal legend who is proving he is well up to the job with his stint on I Am A Celebrity. He's proved he can handle snakes like the ones in the Gunners dressing room. He's proved he can swallow anything from bugs to kangaroo anus to the lies that he will no doubt be fed by the Arsenal board. Now, all he needs to do is finish fourth in the jungle and he will prove he is the right man for the job. Chances are, if you're not a club at the top of the table like Liverpool or a club in crisis like Arsenal right now, you're probably just feeling a little bit left out. Just sliding along in mid-table mediocrity, not really bothering anyone. Well, don't worry, because there's big news this week. Big news for Crystal Palace, who broke the internet with a massive club announcement. this week. The news that the roof of the Holmesdale stand had been cleaned. Forget trophies and manager sackings and new signings and bumper contracts. This was the news that the Eagles wanted. And it's good to see it's getting the attention it finally deserves. And the Palace fans responded in the only way they could, with sarcasm. As typical Palace tweeted, This is so brilliant. I don't care if we never win a game again and Benteke never scores. Wouldn't worry, not much chance of that anyway. You could be forgiven for thinking that maybe the whole thing was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but you'd be wrong. They even got the guys who did the job, a Welsh cleaning firm, on the official Crystal Palace podcast for a chat. The results were amazing. I think everybody that popped up there, like the maintenance people and stuff like that, was like, wow, the boys... We always try to do our best, that couldn't have been a better outcome, to be honest. It's good to know that everyone involved in every aspect of football speaks in the same cliché-filled post-match interview style, isn't it? 
Yeah, it was a roof of two halves, but the boys got stuck in, used some Mr. Muscle. At the end of the day, we came away with a clean sheet. I mean roof. For me, though, this was the absolute highlight of the chat. The, the front of the, the stand, it really drops down. There's a big, big curve on it. We bought a machine on wheels, and it was amazing. Yeah, that's um, the, little, the little robot thing, yeah? Yeah, you got it, yeah. A bloody robot. It's 2020 and finally we've got robots doing the jobs that we don't want to do. I love it. And what's more, given the way VAR has gone this season, it is great to see technology finally having a positive effect on football. Right, that's it from today's podcast. Thank you very much for listening to On The Left Side, this funny football show. If you did find it funny and I'm sure you probably found it football, then you can click subscribe and you get the next episode as soon as it's ready. Also, if you want to make a difference to the show, if you want to help us be bigger than we have been before, however you listen to podcasts, there'll be a review function. Give us five stars. Let us know what you think. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time for more Football Funny. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson full responsibility for a totally magnanimous relationship for his totally monogamous monog- monogamous isn't it monogamous, monogamous. thank you that's what i need yeah